1: Welcome to the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by a man who told me once that if he were to ever be blown up and lose his arms, he'd want to make sure he kept his left hand so he could still give himself a stranger. Hovercraft <laughs> Joe.
0: Um, thanks for such a great uh, intro, uh, LPJ. Um <laughs>
1: Uh, My other option was uh, a man who owns a 6,000 SUX, but that was from the original RoboCop, not from this one.
0: Oh, well, the the left hand would probably be better than trying the robot hand, but I'm assuming, you know, and I'm coming in hot right off the top here, but I'm assuming RoboCop no longer has a dick. (laughs) So I think it's it's kind of a, you know, it doesn't really matter, right?
1: Yeah, it's a real, you know, gift of the Magi situation.
0: (laughs) Because according to this, his lungs... A head, and a hand.
1: That's it. Not even a head, like a face and a brain.
0: <laughs> why does he have the? Why does he have the lungs?
1: I don't know. Does he even have a heart? Like I don't even think he has a heart, right?
0: I, well, that's the thing. Is like, why does like the lungs when they well, – Hold on. Let's. We're getting let's ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's back, back up, up a in. second. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. So. Uh, we are still in the middle of remake month, uh, if you couldn't tell. And I like introducing these because then I, you know, people see what the movie is before they <laughs> click on the episode
1: before it coming hot.
0: Uh, but anyways, uh, so we are talking today about the 2014 remake of <laughs> RoboCop, which, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I get into. Well, it came out on February 12th, 2014. So almost a Valentine's Day movie. Um, I, you know, had seen the first one. Um, I, I'd seen the second one, the third one. <laughs> um, I, I hadn't seen this. Uh, I feel like I'd seen maybe bits and pieces of it on TV or something. Uh, but I never sat down and watched it uh, until the podcast. Um, and, and I do have thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what about you?
1: Uh, are, is one of your thoughts?
0: Fuck off, movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go, folks. For those of you who, who who joined the Discord and requested it, I've got it right here on Speed Dial.
0: Fuck off, movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway,
1: so um, yeah, I, you know, I was <clears throat> the idea of this movie being remade, but the the idea of RoboCop being made it being being remade had been kicked around for a long time. Like, it had been in development since, what, like 2005 is when they had started kind of pitching the idea. Darren Aronofsky was attached to it at one point. So I was super excited for it. Um, I love the RoboCop first two movies. Uh, and, uh, and I was really excited for RoboCop in general because, you know, we're here in Detroit, RoboCop's in Detroit. We've got a RoboCop statue. Um, the 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 whole town is, you know, RoboCop's are rocky, essentially. Um, so uh, RoboCop and Axel Foley, I guess, are rocky. Uh, so I was excited for this. Um, I did not get a chance to go see it in the theater, though. Uh, I don't remember what the reason was, but I never got around to it. And so the first time I actually saw the movie was probably th- three years ago, maybe four uh, on whatever it was on, you know, Netflix or Amazon or whatever. I had watched it once mm-hmm. uh, at my house here. And then I watched it again for a second time uh, for the show. <clears throat> um,
0: so here's a uh, pop quiz for you. Pop quiz, hot shot Do you remember what number episode it was that you covered the original RoboCop?
1: Yeah, it was the... It was the second episode, right? It
0: was very the close. Third. It was the third. It, it was, was the, third. the third. I couldn't remember it if, was the-
1: if we had. Okay, I flip flopped them. It was GI <laughs> Joe, and then that one.
0: It was the third episode. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so it was very early on. Um, but uh, later on, when I re- when I asked you about what you gave it as far as machine gun ratings, it was fun to go back and having to listen, trying to get to the point where you gave your review, but having to listen to Human <laughs> Sphinx RQ. <laughs> About the movie, and it's funny because not the other movie that we're recording today, kind of the same thing. It went back, but it was like me <laughs> arguing with Sphinx. Yeah. about the movie. But anyways, I don't miss all the arguing on this podcast. No, I, don't, um, I don't either, <laughs> but anyways, so episode number three, so we're going in the wayback machine for this one. Uh, was this was it one of the test episodes you did, or no? no,
1: no. it was the first movie we had de- it was or no it was the second movie we had decided to do. We pushed okay. it back to the third, but the um <clears throat> no, it was not one of the test episodes.? It was
0: not Gotcha? Gotcha. Uh, okay, so uh, this movie has a budget of a hundred and million dollars, a hundred million dollars. I read that originally, it was like sixty million dollars, and they really they wanted it, they wanted to get an R rating on it. Yeah, but I guess they said like as the budget ballooned, that they kept getting pressured to make it PG-13 so it could be more profitable. Right. Um, So, yeah, it it is kind of right off the bat. It's like, well, you're making a remake of a movie that was notoriously rated X at one point. Right. And now you're delivering a PG-13 movie.
1: And, you know, and I Uh, think that was, that was kind of the thinking at the time is like in R rated action movie nowadays, couldn't make a bunch of money. And then when something like John Wick came out, it sort of threw it on its head.
0: Well, don't forget, it's funny you bring up John Wick because John Wick came out this year. The original John Wick, while a cult success, was not a gigantic moneymaker, as you'll see when I reveal the, the grosses for the year. That's fair. Anyway. Anyways, so this movie uh, has a budget of $100 million. It has a domestic gross of $58 million, so kind of a bomb here. But it goes on to make $242 million worldwide. Yeah. So a, a success, you know, not, like, unbelievable, but it makes its money back plus, you know, some. So. Sure, mid-profit. Right. Uh, so uh, the Rotten Tomatoes on this is – I was kind of surprised. The Rotten Tomatoes is a 49%. Okay. Uh, which, if you're playing the home game, that's forty percent better than Beverly Hills cop three. yep, uh, and the audience score is forty nine percent as well. So mm-hmm. kind of right down the middle for this one.
1: so so uh, speaking of Beverly Hills cop three,
0: fuck off movie <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Uh, that was if you if you guys have never listened to that episode, that has one of the greatest like uh, uh, well, it's an insane episode, but it has, like, I just remember like uh, I can't think of his name now when he was trying to give you his like machine gun rating and it was like the longest thing. And he was like talking. Yeah. And he was talking about like Wheel of Fortune and stuff. Yeah. And...
1: It was it was all over the place. It was, th- 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 honestly, it, like no bullshit. That might be my favorite rating segment that we've ever done on any episode because it was so out of control for all of us.
0: It's true. Uh, Okay, so top grossing movies of 2014. Number one, this one always surprises me when I see it. Number one was American Sniper. Uh, Number two is The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. Number three is a movie that we have covered on this podcast, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, in this movie, uh, RoboCop, came in fifty-six in the domestic box office, and then the aforementioned John Wick comes in seventy-seventh in the domestic box office. So again, a movie that I think got more popularity uh, h- after it came out, and, and, you know, now it's a huge franchise. But
1: yeah, oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, it definitely that one was definitely a word of mouth kind of movie. And then when mm-hmm. the second one and the third one came out, they just kept getting bigger and bigger. And now the fourth one and fifth one, super excited. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about <laughs> RoboCop.
0: <laughs> we secretly wish we were talking about uh, John Wick. Uh, anyways, okay, so the cast of this movie, Joel Kinnaman, Gary Oldman. I mean, there's a lot of well-known people in this movie. Joel yeah. Kinnaman, Gary Oldman, Michael Keaton, Abby Cornish, uh, Jackie Earle Haley, uh, Michael K. Williams, uh, Jay Barishall shows up uh Samuel Jackson uh anyone else you want to mention?
1: Uh you said Jay Baruchel, right? Mhm. Uh, course, I said Jay Baruchel. No, that's really it. I mean those are really the only Yeah, I like 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 um uh Zach Renier is um he's a, he's the senator. He's a character actor that shows up in a lot of different things. Um but he, he that's really about it. <clears throat>
0: Fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, do you want to do some net worth? I sure do. <laughs> I still think it would be funny one of these days if you were just like, no, let's skip it. Can <clears throat> we skip All right. director and everything? We didn't do it yet. Man, you, I, I feel like. Do we do the Next. Yes, we talk about who's in the movie, oh, yeah? then we talk about their net worth, and then we talk about the other stuff.
1: Look, I'm new, okay? I'm new.
0: Yeah. Who's who's the guest on the Fuck show? off, movie. <laughs> okay, so let's start with Samuel Jackson. Uh, we've covered this dude a lot on the podcast. Yeah. He's got that sweet, sweet, long kiss goodnight bunny. What do you think for Samuel L. Jackson.
1: I do it every time. He's got that sweet, sweet Black Snake Moan money. (laughs) Uh, $265 million. Uh,
0: Close. $250 million. Uh, Next up is Michael K. Williams. He's got that sweet, sweet Assassin's Creed money. Uh, What do you think for Michael K. Williams?
1: Uh, I don't remember him in anything. Um, I heard he's on the wire. He's got the sweet, sweet The Wire money. Uh, okay. I'll go $15
0: million. $5 million. Okay. Uh, next up, Jackie Earl Haley. He's got that sweet, sweet Watchmen money. What do you think for Jackie Earl Haley? He's got that sweet, sweet
1: season one of Preacher money. Um, I'll go
0: $12 million. Uh, five million dollars. Uh, for Jackie Earl. Haley, I thought you, I was hoping you're going to go with that sweet, sweet Nightmare on Elm Street remake money. I almost did. I, I almost did. You I never seen the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, but you know what? This is neither here nor there. But I'm going to nope. make a statement right. I'm going to take a statement right now and say that the Friday the Thirteenth remake is solid. I like it. Okay. Um, we saw it in the theaters <laughs> together. Uh, okay. Next up, it Michael. Is, right. Absolutely, Michael Keaton. He's got that sweet, sweet. Spider Man Homecoming Money. What do you think for Michael Keaton?
1: He said that sweet, sweet Ray money. Uh is that what it's called? Or is it called no croc? No, what's it called? Uh what's the movie he's know. in where he's ray where he's ray croc? The founder. He in that sweet sweet the founder money. Okay. <clears throat> um I'm like Ray, million.
0: that was I'm like Ray, that was JV Fox. Yeah, I mean, I, know. I, <laughs> I, I um,
1: thought about that after I said it.
0: Hundred million. Uh, Forty million dollars okay. for Michael Keaton. Forty million dollars. Uh, next up, Gory Gory
1: Gory Gary. Oldman. That's what <laughs> that's what Gary Oldman's called after he gets bludgeoned to
0: death. Gary Oldman. He's mm-hmm. got that sweet, sweet Dark Knight Rises money. What do you think for Gary Oldman?
1: He's got that sweet, sweet the professional money. Um, g- 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 Thirty million.
0: Uh, forty million dollars. Right, that's close. Did you make sh- uh, I was trying to think of a joke where I could scream everyone in reference to Keri <laughs> Olden. like I was like did you count all his assets but I couldn't quite put it together. So anyways, you put that joke together at home folks. That's fine. Uh God, we finally- had a movie we still Mhm. Yeah. Uh finally, uh Joel Kinnaman, he's got that sweet sweet Suicide Squad or also The Suicide Squad money. <laughs> uh
1: he's got that sweet sweet uh, altered Carbon money, um, great show by the way. Uh, actually, he's on another show that's great too. Uh, 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 for all mankind, fantastic show. It's on. It's on Apple Plus. Anyway, I'm gonna I've go twelve million.
0: Ooh, so close, fourteen million dollars. Hey, good for, for Joel Kidman. Uh, Joel, I'm Kidman. a big
1: Joel Kidman fan. I like him a lot.
0: All right. Well, now <clears throat> to the segment you tried to jump to. The director of this movie is yeah. Jose. P- Padilla? P- P- P-
1: Padilla? 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 sure it's that
0: guy uh, do you know anything about him
1: nope <laughs> <laughs> not a thing he's Brazilian I know that and he did some he directed some movies in Brazil um uh, <laughs> but other than that I don't know <laughs> like I don't know that he, I don't know that he's even directed anything in the us after this.
0: Like, oh really? You didn't? You didn't think this rocketed him to start? Him?
1: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it. Pretty sure it didn't. As a matter of fact. Uh,
0: okay, so the movie is. Wait, where are my writers? Sorry, I had it in front of me and I lost it. It's written by uh, Joshua Zetmer. Yep. Edward Newmeyer. And Michael Miner, and then uh, obviously it has well Edward New Miller and Michael Miner. I guess wrote the original one.
1: So. Yeah, Newmeyer and Miner wrote the original RoboCop script, and they had written <clears throat> they had written a version of this at one point, um, which was eventually rewritten into what this movie became.
0: Gotcha. And the music is by Pedro Bromfman. Uh, and it looks like he is famous for doing the music for Far Cry 6 and Need for Speed, Heat.
1: Yeah, he, wrote to, he writes music for a lot of video games.
0: So, yeah, and I don't think we're going to play anything. Although no, they do no, we're not. They they do reuse uh, some of the original RoboCop theme, though.
1: They did. Right at the beginning, they use it, and then that's kind of the only time you hear it. It's just right at the very beginning.
0: Right. Kind of tease you with it and then never, uh, never come back. <laughs>
1: and then never pay it off.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, you want some taglines for this? Yes. <laughs> First one. We've got the future under control. Uh, okay. Next one. I don't get, it just says your move. Is that something RoboCop says?
1: I don't think so. Oh, I get, yeah, he does actually.
0: Um, in, the, in the original, and, he said it. Okay. Well, this isn't the original. Uh, and then. Crime has a new enemy, which, I mean, I guess factually is true. but (laughs) I suppose. Um, Yeah. Uh, So what else do you have before Um, we start talking about the plot?
1: Well, we talked about how this movie kind of got kicked around a lot. And there are a lot of, uh, like I said, Darren Aronofsky was originally supposed to direct a version of this movie. uh, and Uh had written his own script. And I read a, a brief synopsis of it. And um, the movie was going to take place 3,000 years in the future, and humanity had lost all notion of morality. So the only way they could recover the concept of morality is to resurrect Rolocop, who is a human cyborg. Because he still had some sense of morality to him. Which is bananas. Like, I don't know how that would have worked.
0: So it was almost going to be like a sequel and not a remake?
1: Uh, sort of, yeah, I guess. Kind of, kind of like a like a soft reboot. Um, yeah, it, kind of bizarre. Also, sort of the same plot as uh, Demolition Man. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, man.
1: So eventually this got, you know, Darren Aronofsky left for creative reasons and then other people were – Attached to the movie, and then eventually this particular director got in there and and um, rewrote the script again and wanted to make like a wanted to make something more serious. So the so so the original the original script for RoboCop was a much more serious film, and when Paul Verhoeven got a hold of it, he wanted to turn it into a satire. So mm-hmm. that's where all the the humor and the comedy and the satire elements came from were all from. From 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 him. And so when uh, this new script was being produced, they actually took a lot of the elements and the seriousness of the original script and kept it in. And that's what you ended up seeing here in, in this movie. This is kind of more what the what the writers originally had in mind.
0: Well, it's funny, though, and I and I don't know. Maybe it's the PG-13 that, like, softens the edge, but it doesn't really seem like a serious movie. <laughs>
1: no, and I think it's a movie that takes itself too seriously. Um, yeah. But like, we'll like, get like I,
0: couldn't, well, I couldn't figure out if all those Samuel L. Jackson – like, I understand what they're going with the Samuel L. Jackson stuff, but it's like, are we supposed to be taking that serious, or is that, like – like, well, I don't that know. was the thing.
1: So the issue I had with with the whole Sam Jackson. So, so let's back up a little bit. So Sam Jackson is essentially this film's like, um, you know, Rush Limbaugh or uh, Alex Jones. He's sort of the uh, like the the ultra conservative yeah, like um,
0: political commentator political
1: commentator that's just sort of, you know, putting his own spin on things and 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 presenting it as fact. Um, <clears throat> and I, where the first movie did satire did it with humor so like you know for example we, we talked about earlier the the 6000 sux that was the car that was like had terrible gas mileage and, and awful emissions and that's why people wanted it. it is because it did all of those things that's the satire there it's kind of funny that way in, in yeah. this case they do something that kind of hits a little too close to home because you know this is what we live with now, is this type of commentator. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, and, and that's on both sides. I'm not saying just conservative. I'm saying conservative and, and liberal as well. Right, right, right. <clears throat> but it's sort of joyless. You know what I mean? Like there's no humor in it. It's just a little – it's too on the nose to make it funny.
0: Right. Uh, so be honest. How many days do you think Samuel L. Jackson actually worked on this I was thinking movie? the
1: same thing. I have <laughs> maximum two. He probably yeah. had one day where he did all the stuff that's just him in the, in the little uh, theater area, and one day it was him and Michael Keaton, and then that was it. Then he was dunzos.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I was like, this dude didn't work that much. It almost looks like he has his uh, Mister Glass haircut. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like he was—that's what I thought too. I was like two or three days max. He was oh, there on maximum. And he got paid one, a shit ton, I'm sure. One location, clearly standing in front of a green screen.
1: Yep. Yep. Same wardrobe for two days. Probably didn't even take it off. Probably just slept there. Got up early. Was like, all right, let's finish this
0: bitch. He's like, okay, I got to go and film my cameo scenes for uh, the Return of Xander Cage. Let's hurry it up. Yep. Um, okay. <laughs> it reminds me of when he showed
1: up on Agents of Shield for the for the for the series the season finale of of a series season one. Yeah, it was it was just him like in a completely you could tell it was him on a green screen filming and they just sort of spliced it together to make it look like he was there.
0: Hey, he's a busy dude. He's a busy, busy dude. Man, clearly. Uh, um, okay, so let's get into this movie. Uh, my first note literally says PG thirteen is already a bad sign. Yep um so it starts with like weird speaking of samuel jackson it starts with him doing like weird like vocal exercises to like before like his broadcast starts uh and i also have a note that says man this news show is really interactive because he's like moving screens like he's like tom cruise and like it's like there's a lot going on uh and so they go over to tehran uh and, and they're kind of showing that uh omnicorp has like basically outsourced or they kind of like it's basically kind of like a robotic military i guess they got like the ed 209s the m208s and they're kind of like going out patrol in tehran and they like scam but it's it's like clearly a very oppressive like uh state you know and they and like basically samuel jackson's whole thing is like he's upset because there's a um what do they call it the dreyfus act and it's basically like a law in the u.s that you can't have like robots operating on u.s soil yeah they're
1: trying to so his show is trying to present the fact that the people of tehran appreciate all of the uh all of these autonomous you know security forces that are patrolling the area um when in reality they're they're sort of being terrorized by them um and over policed uh and and the the whole point of the company the, the whole point of showing all this is to get people on the side of repealing that 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 what is it called the
0: Dreyfus Act repeal the Dreyfus
1: Act so they can then you know build these and use these uh robots here because obviously he's being funded by OCP Omnicorp Omnicorp sorry
0: (laughs) so um so yeah so then like these guys go out and they they kind of like uh the locals they attack the robots but they're they kind of just want to get they all have bombs strapped to them it's really more about like they're trying to show like how
1: how oppressive everything is yeah
0: Right, and then one of the, like, bombers, like, kids run, runs out, and he has a knife, but, like, the robots, they just detect it as a threat, so they kill the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, they end up cutting the feed. Um, yeah, and then we get to talk about the his Act, and then we get the classic RoboCop theme at the start, and that's it. Uh, we're introduced to Kinneman playing uh, Alex Murphy. Um, he's talking to his chief. He's telling a story about they were trying to buy illegal guns, Uh, And they're they're trying to meet with this big like arms dealer named uh, Valen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in the meeting, they get find out and there's like a big shootout and his partner, Lewis, who who is uh, uh, Michael K. Williams, and this gets shot. Um, And uh, okay, so then we cut to Michael Keaton and he's in Washington. and,
1: And immediately, we should probably say immediately, Alex thinks that there's a corrupt element in the police force.
0: Right, that's true. He Th- thinks that's that, what like, he
1: thinks. That it, the whole thing is somebody had to have set them up and tip them off, and um, and the, the chief is essentially going to sweep this thing under the rug,
0: right? Uh, so then we cut to Michael Keaton, he's out in Washington trying to get the Dreyfus Act repealed. Uh, but they're basically saying that 70, 72% of Americans are against having robots in the U.S., so it's right. not like a popular thing. Um, okay. So Michael Keaton is trying to figure out a way to get the act repealed, right? And he he thinks that like the problem is is that people say that robots don't have they don't have a conscience, right? Like mm-hmm. they can't like they're just acting on programming. So he has this idea that he's like, well we need to put like a man in the machine, like someone to show the public that they have a conscience and that he's actually thinking and not just a robot. Yeah,
1: his whole motivation is he he doesn't really he doesn't even really specifically care what product they put on the street. He just wants to have a product that they can control to put on the street for this use, for for you know, policing. And if the public isn't going to get behind robots, well let's find something they will get behind. Let's uh, let let's let's uh, uh sway their fears and stick a man in the machine.
0: Right, so then I'm like, whoa! I did at this point. I'm like, whoa! Gary Oldman's in this? I didn't know Gary Oldman was in this when I started watching it. So I was pretty excited because who doesn't love Gary Oldman? Exactly. Uh, and and no, he's like, at P.S. He's great in this. Yeah, he's he's like the doctor. I think his name's Denton. Yeah. Uh, and and like we're introduced to him, and he's kind of this guy has robot hands, and he's like playing the guitar with it. Um. So he he convinces uh Gary Oldman to go along with his play, Michael Keaton does so they're like. Uh, trying to find like a candidate for this program you know like they go through a bunch of candidates but uh, Gary Oldman doesn't like any of them. Um, so uh, then I was kind of confused because um, so Valen talks to the cricket cops uh-huh. and he's like, well we gotta kill Murphy. So they send someone to plant like a bomb on his car. But then he drives the car around a lot, <laughs> and he no, drives home. Th- do they 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 show him like they show some guy put like the bomb under his car?
1: Oh right, yeah yeah yeah. They plant it there, but then they they have the trigger for it.
0: Well, who said? Well, why doesn't it go off until later when he's at the house?
1: I think they want to make it look like it was uh, like either a malfunction or a or a gang or something. They didn't want to tie it back to where 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 the crime where the where the in in the street there they wanted to put it at his house just to sort of you know make it make the make the impact greater i guess i don't know
0: you know what you know what joe fuck off movie (laughs) fair enough uh so yeah so murphy has a wife and a son uh he he's about to he's about to get into the bone zone right and then he hears the car alarm going off and he leaves the check it, which i'm like bad move dude who cares about the car alarm uh, so he goes down there uh, and then it blows up, right? Yeah. Um so uh Gary Oldman uh, wants to save Murphy and make him a robot because I kinda he's talking to his wife and basically like, hey, he's he's alive, but not really. So um we cut to three months later and now he's uh he's Robocop, right? He's over in I was confused at first because I really don't explain, but he's over in China. Yeah, um,
1: their manufacturing facility and their lab is in China because right. they can't develop this stuff here in the United States legally.
0: Right. And he still has one normal hand. Well, why? That's a callback. I, I, I read that they said it was a callback to like right. the original movie because it was like, oh, should we keep his one good hand? They're like, no, get rid of it.
1: Right.
0: But okay, fine. But still it's stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. It is kind of dumb that he has one good hand. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that I do agree with that.
0: Um, so, so he kind of freaks out when they're trying to explain to him what's going on. And he like runs out of the facility. Uh, and that's when I'm like, Whoa, is he in Asia? Cause he like jumps over the wall and he's in like rice batty fields or yeah. something. And he's like running through and they shut him down. Okay. Uh, so then, uh, kind of where this, our episode started, Gary Oldman shows him what he looks like without his robot part. And that's when he's just like lungs, which I don't know why <laughs> I don't understand why he's breathing if he's a robot now. Is it like because he has his brain, so they're still pumping oxygen to his brain, so his brain can function?
1: I think that's what it is. I think it, the, the whatever blood he has in there has to remain oxygenated so that his brain can work. Um, I would assume that's the technical reason, but, you know, but what's pumping is what's pumping the, the blood. Okay. A machine. Right. So I don't know why they couldn't oxygenate it with the machine. Um but but there you go there that's it's it's there i you know for visual aesthetics
0: it's there well well anyway so they show him what he looks like and he kind of is like hey just like kill me i don't want to live like this but gary oldman kind of talks him into trying it out because like he's you know like we did this for your wife and he talks to his wife on the phone um then he does weapons training with uh jackie earl haley who's kind of like michael keaton's weapons robot i don't know yeah, training
1: he's like, guy he's like the the head of his um he's like the head of his like training and development team he's the one who's in charge of of making sure all of the robotic forces like do what they're supposed to do he's like the he's like the like the second in command essentially um and it's very much he's very much against the whole robocop part of it he thinks they should just use robots and be done with it
0: Right. So he does like a training exercise uh, with, because they, is this is like, they, they basically, they explain that
1: they want to match, they want to match his, they want to see how he performs against how a fully robotic AI soldier would. And the way they and they want to get it as close as possible so that it's human, but it still has the same reaction time and the same effectiveness as a fully robotic fighter.
0: Right, and and I confuse the two like training scenes because the first one they can they have him basically do the same simulation against one of the robots, right. and he's like slightly behind because he's kind of hesitating and making decisions and thinking stuff, where the robot just acts. So then he kind of argues with Gary Olden about it because they they don't want him, they want him to be as fast as the robot. So he operates on his brain a little bit more, and they run another test, which is like a live test with Jackie Earl Haley and a bunch of robots. And what they explain is is that when he when he's in combat mode he has like the illusion that he's making the decisions but really like the robot takes over and is doing everything so it's reacting as fast as the other robots but um, murphy thinks he's in control
1: because the previous issue was in the robot it's it sees it it sees the scenario and then acts. in the robocop scenario it sees the scenario sends a signal to his brain Brain makes a decision, then he acts. So there's extra steps involved because it's gotta go through Joel Kidman's brain. So in this case, what they did was they added a chip where it bypasses his his thinking, essentially, and the AI does everything, but it makes him think it makes RoboCop think that he's the one who's actually in control.
0: Uh, so then they take him back to Detroit, which we haven't mentioned that this movie does. I mean, it takes place in Detroit. It uh, clearly wasn't filmed in Detroit. I don't think, but, uh, like uh,
1: exteriors were, but everything else was filmed, I think in like Toronto or something.
0: Fair enough. Uh, so they take him to see his family. He meets with them. Uh, and then they're like, they're trying to, um, upload all, basically all the Detroit police files, case files and everything into his head. Um, And and he ends up like freaking out because he's like sees like the video of his like own murder yeah. and like it kind of like crashes his system and he can't handle it. So like basically Michael Keaton talks Gary Oldman into like they like bring his dopamine levels like so far down and they basically get rid of like all of his emotions. So he's like just like a robot. Yeah. Uh, and he like he he's going to they're having this big press conference to announce him and like he his, his family's there and he just like walks right past him, you know, because he has no emotions.
1: And, and it's crazy because like after they dump all that information into his head, he instantly is able to collate all the information and solve what was like 208 cases like in a matter of, you know, five or 10 minutes. And then already yeah. like he had already like applied for arrest warrants and all kinds of things like just being connected to the system.
0: Yeah, and they bring him out for the press conference, and he like immediately notices that someone in the front row is like a wanted felon, so he like jumps off the stage and arrests him and stuff. Yeah. Um, then we cut to more Samuel Jackson stuff, probably his first day of filming still, and he's kind of talking about the success of RoboCop and how he arrested this guy so quick. Okay, so then Michael Keaton basically we, we cut back to Michael Keaton, and he wants to keep uh, he wants to keep Murphy away from his family now because like they'll know something's wrong with them because they took all his emotions away. Um, so like Gary Oldman goes to talk to Murphy's wife about it. Uh, then we get some like RoboCop on patrol. He's got his own like special motorcycle, uh, that he drives around on. Which is pretty sweet. uh, Yeah. It's It's like,
1: I like the look, I, I will say this. I really enjoy the look of RoboCop and like the motorcycle and all of his equipment. Like he, it looks cool. They made a point in the movie, uh, uh, um michael keaton did of saying you know let's make him let's make him more tactical let's you know let's make him black let's make him you know look right. look cooler sleeker essentially because they originally had him dressed in like the original like uh gray and silver uh robocop
0: which is kind of what they go back to at the end right at the
1: very end of it, yeah
0: i fully expected at the end i know i'm jumping ahead that like his the visor is going to come down it's going to be like the old like the, like yeah. original RoboCop visor, right. but we, we don't see it. Anyways, uh, so he goes on patrol. He busts up a drug lab. Um, uh, but then, like, Michael Keaton asked Jackie Earl Haley to keep an eye on him, to keep an eye on his systems, and I'm not entirely sure why.
1: Oh, because um, as they're slowly bringing his dopamine levels back up to normal, um, he's starting to... Uh, they they could tell like he's starting to look into and solve his own case, and so they don't want him.
0: Well, I see no because I don't I don't think that that happens yet because I because they they have that scene right then we get uh, Michael Keaton on Samuel Jackson's show talking to the. Dreyfus and the Dreyfus Act. Then we cut back to when he's going out of patrol and his wife's there and his wife's trying to talk to him and he like drives oh, off. And that's right. when he's that that's when he's accessing all the stuff about his son and he drives to his house and he watches all the stuff and then he decides he's going to solve his own murder. Right. He gets he gets Jackie Earl Haley to look after him before any of that happens.
1: I would assume then to make sure that he doesn't run into his wife or that his wife doesn't do anything th- that she does that she eventually ends up doing anyway
0: right so um so he does he drives to the house because he overrides the system he goes to his house he replays the footage of his like murder or attempted murder whatever you're gonna call it and he decides he's gonna go after valen so he like drives off and like he he's trying to hunt him down he finally tracks down where he is and they established early a little early in the movie that valen knows a robocop's gonna come after him so he has like a big setup uh like all these guns and stuff that he's gonna try and stop him. Um, but I, I kind of thought it was funny that <laughs> why, why did they think that turning off the lights was going to be an advantage for fighting RoboCop?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like, I because, really have no idea.
0: Cause it's like they turn off the lights and they all have like night vision goggles, which is like fine, but he's a robot with like a visor who like, that does probably a,
1: also have night vision,
0: right? It doesn't make a difference. So he kills, um, he kills a lot of Valen guys he does take some good hits like his he takes that yeah. one sh- like shell right in his mask and there's the big dent in his mask and uh but he ends up he ends up killing like all the crew and he kills Valen too um, oh, wait, wait, who's he kill Valen no who's he kill everyone <laughs> oh all I right you, you worked for
1: it you didn't do it
0: well I forgot we I had need to get that
1: it. I need to get that as a as a drop
0: Well, now that you can, now that you know how to do it, you're the drop king. I
1: knew how to do it before, you know. I just, you know, got it going now.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So he (laughs) kills. So he kills like a lot of Valen's crew. He kills Valen himself, and then he kind of, then he like finds the guns they were using because Valen's like because they established earlier that, and we might have glossed over, but Valen's like selling guns that were supposed to be in police lockup, right? So he he gets fingerprints off the guns. He goes to the police station and you can tell it's the, the dirty cops who kind of like set him up before, you know? Right. Uh, I like that one that tries to shoot him. And I think he just straight up murders that guy. Or does he shoot him with the, uh? he, the tases bolt. Him. he tasers that guy. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, Oh, just like, don't, don't shoot me. Yeah. And he's like, okay, just arrest him. But then he shoots him anyways. He, and him he anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then they find out that the, it turns out that the chief, uh, was actually working with Valen this whole time too, and she's like the one that approved or looked the other way for the guns to get stolen from the evidence locker. And just as he's about to like get her to confess or whatever, uh, Jackal, Jackie Earl Haley like shuts down his system because uh, they they think it'll be a mess. Uh, I, why, I I don't know why they don't want the police. At first, Michael Keaton or Jackie Earl Haley thinks it's bad, but then Michael Keaton spins it as like on Samuel Jackson show where it's kind of like, well, you can't. You know, like you can't trust people to be the police force because they're corruptible, but robots aren't corruptible because they're you know they're robots. Yeah,
1: I think Jack the Earl Haley's thinking was he didn't want it to seem like RoboCop was out of con- like they had lost control of RoboCop, um, right? But you know, at the same time, that's great for them because, like what like like what Michael Keaton says is he's rooting out crime in the police force itself,
0: right? So they they basically tell the public that like it during all this, that like Robocop was critically injured, which isn't true. He's like, fine. He's just at the police thing, but they're, tr- they, they think that the sympathy is going to get the, uh, Dreyfus act repealed. Right. And it does get repealed. Um, but then like, uh, they see his wife on TV and she's kind of like talking about how they won't let him talk to her or blah, 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 blah. So they decide he's like well what's the what's the only thing better than a hero is like a dead hero so he's yeah. like well let's kill him make him a martyr uh and, and Gary Oldman and Michael Keaton argue about this and Gary Oldman seemingly goes along with but really he doesn't and he kind of like races back to the lab uh and stops them from shutting down RoboCop so he can go um you know like he just, So because so, he has
1: evidence now that that um Michael Keaton was going to kill him.
0: Right. So now he's going to so, go and
1: arrest Michael Keaton.
0: Right. And also at this point, like Michael Keaton talks to Murphy's wife and tells him that he's dead. Right. Uh, Robocop goes to Omnicorp. Uh, he has a fight with the big, like Ed two Oh nines. Yeah.
1: That, which- that was a cool fight
0: it was kind of cool. Uh, he gets really fucked up though in that fight like uh he ends up having to like cut off his robot arm cuz it's like pinned under one of them. He yep. like shoots it off. Uh, and just when it thinks like you think like he's going to get taken out, uh, Lewis shows up and saves him. Um so he, he's going he's going to try and get Michael Keaton but like Jacko Jack Jackal Jackie Earl Haley shows up and it's like, "Hey, guess what? You can't kill me because he's like got this red band on that identifies him as like is uh, it nice basically man, like, as a friendly Friendly, so he can't shoot him. And it just when it seems like he's gonna kill Lewis shows up again, uh, and and kills him, um, and kills Jacko- Jackie, early. <laughs> like damn it, I you gotta stop saying it. All right, Maddox, so he kills Maddox. Um, uh, I, I feel like at some point in here, um, oh, so he gets up to the roof. Uh, I think this is where he delivers the, um, what's the
1: Michael Keaton gets up to the roof first. He takes, he's trying to escape via helicopter with Clara because what he tells Clara is that it's not really her husband. That's just the robot parts taking over the brain, the actual human part of Robocop's dead.
0: Right. So, uh, he gets up to the roof, um, you get a callback, but delivered not as fun. The dead are alive. You're coming with me. Yep. He says that to Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton has one of the red bands on. But like uh, Murphy's able to overcome the programming, and he ends up being able to kill Michael Keaton. Uh, he gets shot too, but he's a robot, so he's fine. Yep. Um, and that's when like we get like the we get like the the uh, he's alive, and I guess he's still working for the police department, but he he looks more like the classic RoboCop at the end. Mm-hmm um and, and we get like the same one more Samuel L. Jackson report where they talk about how Omnicorp's parent company is OCP and it's like well like I, I don't see why that was such a big revelation like clearly Omnicorp was OCP in this movie so i don't like right. i don't even know what i don't even know why the point of being like they're two you know like i didn't understand like I, I think
1: what it is what they're trying to say is um kind of like what companies do now where they have a parent company and they have You know, they're the parent company is really the ones in control, but they use this other smaller entity of themselves to do these things, and then can say, "Oh, it wasn't us; it was this offshoot company acting on their own," and can close them down and sweep it under the rug. I think that's what the what the satire is in this.
0: Gotcha 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 uh okay and, and yeah that's the thing like uh Robocops still alive he meets with his family he's got all his emotions back and then you know we end with another Samuel Jackson thing yeah, about gosh. how Robocops alive and blah 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 and that's that's the end
1: <sighs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah I want to okay. <laughs> let's okay. just get into the rating let's just do that Let's okay. just, let's just let's just yeah we'll do that well we could if it was working currently it's it's not working i don't know why i will find out in a minute here let's let's try now ready we're gonna stop the sound okay imagine there's machine guns playing here it's currently not working i don't know why <laughs> And I, I like that you were, to figure it out.
0: I like that you were just like literally five minutes ago bragging about your ability to uh, do drops and then you can't get the machine guns to work. Can't, can't, so. can't
1: get it, guys. I can't get it to work. I don't know what the problem is. It doesn't matter.
0: Machine guns. Do, do, do. Well, can, okay. can I ask something before you do sure. the machine guns? Weren't you supposed to – w- did you have any role reversals?
1: Oh, yes, I did. I'm sorry. You're right. I have lots of role reversals for this. Lots and, Jeez, lots, I and feel, lots.
0: I feel like your brain is going back to episode three of this oh, podcast.
1: Dude, I've had a long week. <laughs> Can't even explain it. Uh, anyway, so uh, yes, lots of role reversals. So, uh, so Doctor Norton. So that would be uh, that would be um, Gary Gary Oldman's Olin. character was originally going to be Edward Norton, but he turned on the role, which is good because I, I think Edward. I think. Uh, um, uh,
0: Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman,
1: thank you, was a great choice. Um, I'll save the RoboCop ones. Um, so for Sellers, which is Michael Keaton, it was going to be Hugh Laurie, but uh, he couldn't work it out, and so they got Michael Keaton. Uh, for Clara Murphy, they had Rebecca Hall, Jessica Alba, Carrie Russell, and Kate Mara all auditioned for it. Um, you know, that's kind of a th- I not, I don't want to say a throwaway role, but any one of them could have done just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Novak's interesting. So Sean Penn was offered the role, and he turned it down. Um, I think Sam Novak, Jackson...
0: Novak, Novak, oh, Novak is...
1: Sam Jackson, yeah. I right, think right. Sam Jackson's kind of the right choice for this, although I get going with, like, a pompous white guy, you know. Um, I think they could they could have taken that approach, and it would have been fine, too. But I think Sam Jackson's good in what he does in this.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sam Jackson's... He's great. He's great in everything. And like we said, he probably, like, he he phoned this in and did it in, like, two days, and he's still, like, a great part of the movie, so...
1: Uh, The last one I'm going to do is all the RoboCops. Okay. So, at one point when Darren Aronofsky was going to be directing this, their choices for RoboCop were Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, and Keanu Reeves. Um... I can't imagine any of them playing this role except maybe (laughs) Keanu Reeves, but I can't imagine any of them in this role.
0: Mm, I agree. I can kind of picture Keanu Reeves in like every movie, but I just like him. So, uh,
1: other choices included Russell Crowe
0: pass. Yep.
1: Chris Pine. Uh, All right. Uh, Michael Fassbender and, uh, Matt, Schoenwerts. I don't know who he is. Um, but I really think Joel Kinneman is kind of great. Like I think he's really, he really balances the whole, you know, being a, 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 a you know, a, a weapon like a living weapon, but then also the 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 pathos of dealing with being dead and and resurrected essentially and losing his family. I think he I think he covers the gamut really well being RolloCop.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't disagree with that. Yeah.
1: Uh, there were some for Lewis, too, but nobody of note. Um, but that's all the role reversals. So lots, you know, with the movie that's been kind of in, in in development for since 2005, that took nine years to make. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of stuff like, like role reversals and different people uh, involved. Right. I mean, at one point, even I saw at one point, James Cameron was going to was uh, was being considered to direct this film. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, all right. Are now ready? we're going to give our rating. Now, yeah. now machine gun noise, machine gun noise. Who wants to go first?
0: Um, I'll go first. Sure. Um, yeah, this is a tough one because I didn't, I didn't hate this movie. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's a, a poorly made movie. Um, I, I think it looks good. Um, I think all, I, I like all the actors in it and I think they're all good in it. Um, But to me, it's kind of a case. uh, It's more falls along the lines of like uh, when we talked about the Total Recall remake. Like, it's well made and it's fine, but like, I don't really know if it needs to exist because I don't know what it's, you know, like, I don't know if it does anything better than the original. So it's like, it's fine and it's different enough from the original where it's not just like a carbon copy. But, like, I don't know. Like, it, it being PG-13 really, you know, it just softens the edge too much. Like, this movie needs to be more violent. Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's just kind of, like, I would say, like, a blah to me. Like, not bad, but not good. I, I don't know. I would probably, probably wouldn't watch it ever again, but I didn't hate watching it. You know, it wasn't bad. So, I guess this is a tough one, but I guess I'm going to go – I'll go – two machine guns on this. Cause I, I don't think it's a bad movie, but I, I, I don't know. I was just, it was just kind of, eh, you know?
1: Well, look, you write it however you want, but if you're saying it's not a bad movie, wouldn't you want to go two and a half just because that's kind of in the middle, just numerically.
0: Yeah. The, the problem is, is that sometimes I think sometimes like I literally was about to say two and a half machine guns, but then I'm like, but then sometimes I I get in my head and I'm like, well, what other movies did I give two and a half machine guns for? Am I giving a better movie the sixty? Yeah. But I guess like don't worry so, about yeah, it. So yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it. You're right. I'll give it straight down the middle. I'll give it two and a half. Okay, it's fine. Um, but I I don't think I'd ever watch it again.
1: Okay. Um, I think there's a lot of this movie that's good. Uh, like I like the con. Like I like this take on RoboCop. Um, I like Joel Kinman. I like all the acting in it. I think it's fantastic. Um, but I, I you're right in so far as it lacks the joy and the humor that the other film had. And and, and by that, I mean, this film took itself seriously where in places where it didn't necessarily have to, whereas the original, um, really leaned into the political satire of it and the silliness um, and I think that's what kind of made that movie work better than this one. However, um, I do like this movie. Um, I enjoyed it just as much on my second watch as I did my first watch. And uh, I hope they do make a sequel to it because I would absolutely see it. Um,
0: Don't you think the window is kind of shut on that sequel?
1: Um, I mean, well, I yes and no. I, the they're, They have plans to make another one um you know there well there was a there was a sequel a direct sequel to this that they were going to work on and they canceled um but there's another reboot of it that's going that's going to be directed by uh neil blomkamp um is he still announced no oh no he stepped away sorry uh abe forsyth whoever he is is now set to direct
0: but, oh, um, a- Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. Exactly,
1: that's exactly it. Um, <laughs> did anyway. you
0: give a did you give a rating to? No, this you head? asked me
1: about the sequel, so I was giving into the sequel stuff. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, but I like this movie. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it at all. I would, I would love to see. I think a sequel to this movie would, um, like this is a good starting point for the franchise, and a sequel would have really ramped it up more. but for this movie, I'm gonna go three machine guns because I enjoy it. you know I think there's a lot I think there's a lot go- it has a lot going for it. It just sort of falls short in tone. Um, but I think the plot's good. I think the acting's good. I think the action's good. I like the look of it. I like kind of the reasoning behind how Robocop functions. Uh, like 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 how they got to the point where they need a Robocop, you know w- within the mythos of the movie. Um. So yeah. So I'm. I'm gonna go three machine guns with this.
0: Fair enough. Um. I think you bullied me into giving it two and a half. But, uh, what do you think? You gave the original RoboCop. Uh, f- f- at least four and a half. Probably. You get, probably a five. You gave it five machine guns yeah. and said it was on your Mount Rushmore of action movies. It is because
1: I love it. It's one of my all-time favorite movies.
0: Um. Oh, what do you think? Uh. Our old pal Sphinx. Oh, at.
1: a two at best?
0: Uh, two and a half.
1: Two and a half. Okay. Well, you know what? and fuck off. Because <clears throat> he, he made me so mad. I'm still mad about that episode. I'm still mad about it. We're going to redo that, right?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> yes. Once we, when we get to last action redo month, which we haven't officially <laughs> – uh, booked yet? But yes, that is one of the movies we talked about uh, redoing. Yes, Good. it's the original RoboCop. Good. So I, so I will uh, hold my uh, hypothetical rating. What I would give it, folks, on the episode was okay. uh, so before I became a regular guest. So, yep. um, uh, yeah, I like I said, I I think that your um love of RoboCop is maybe clouding you a little bit on this one, making you think it's better than it is. But you know what? That's why we talk about these and everyone has their own opinion. So, That's right. Um, anything else specifically you want to talk about or, or mention for this movie or you think we're good to wrap it up? Uh,
1: yeah, I think we're good. I don't have anything other, other than – we, we talked about the sequel that was canceled. Uh, there's going to be a reboot uh, apparently at some point. Um I don't know when that's coming out, but apparently there is a reboot of it. We talked about the statue in Detroit of RoboCop, which I was real excited for. Um, oh, did you see uh, when this movie was released on uh, home viewing that RoboCop threw out the first pitch at the Detroit Tigers game?
0: I, I didn't see that. No. Uh-huh. Um, so would you say uh, if you had to rank the four RoboCop movies that exist, would you say this is the second best one? Yeah. I Which, would. I mean, that's not that much of a stretch, though, because we know that the second one is trash. Um, not very good. And the third one is so bad that you wouldn't even let us cover it. on the.
1: <laughs> I couldn't even get through it. Like, oh, God, that third one is so bad.
0: I always forget until I start, like, looking into stuff from Rogue Up that they made, like, all those different, like, TV series and stuff, like yeah. Dark Fate or whatever. Prime Directive? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never watched any of them, but.
1: I didn't watch them either. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they were. You know, like every other late 80s, early 90s uh, syndicated action show, you know.
0: Oh, so like, uh, what was that one that you you love? Islander. Um, Oh, no. I wanted you to bring up the one that was like, it was kind of like live action, like Mortal Kombat. Um,
1: Oh, uh, WMAC Masters? Yeah. That show was great. (laughs) I love that show. They had a live-action Mortal Kombat show, too. Did they? Yeah. It was called... I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. Mortal Kombat Conquest, I think is what it was. Um, I think it only lasted the season, but that was pretty decent, too. Anyway, moving on. Robocop. Um, um, yeah, no, I'm good. Anything you want to plug before we get into the regular plugs?
0: Uh, just uh, Tubi, as always. Sure. Uh, this movie was not on Tubi. Uh, I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime, um, but Tubi does have a lot of uh, great content um, and, and minimal commercials. So don't, you know, if you're if you're scared of commercials like LPJ, don't don't be because there's not that many. Uh, anyways, go ahead.
1: Yep, Tubi's great. Uh, yep. Uh, so so check us out on Discord. You can go to GameZillaMedia.com. At the bottom of the page, you can click on our Discord link and join our Discord. That's where we do all of our conversations. That's where somebody suggested that uh, I get the clip of Joe saying, uh, fuck off movie, uh, which I would love to play right now, but I can't for some reason. Uh, I'll have to fix that in a second. Um, so that that's how that got started. Uh, and uh, yeah, chat with us. We love hearing from you guys. It, it, actually, one of the most recent conversations was somebody asking why we didn't do the uh, John claude Van Damme movie, The Quest, yet. And uh, the reason behind that is we've already done eight John Claude Van Damme movies. We kind of had to slow down a bit. Um, but it's on the list. Uh, it's on the list. We'll everything is, we'll
0: everything is hypothetically on the list. We'll get there.
1: But yeah, so Discord's definitely the place to chat with us.
0: Yes, I, 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 I concur. Um, do you think um, anybody listening to this right now is prepared for what the movie uh, rounding out uh, oh, like I said last time, remake right? month.
1: You motherfuckers are never gonna guess. You're never gonna guess. We didn't even know this next movie existed until well, we covered the first movie and then found out, like as an afterthought, that the the reboot of this particular particular movie was made. But good god, like. You're not going to guess. You cannot do it. I, I, I will say you have one more week. So this moves this this episode is going to come out. You have a, a week from when this episode comes out to guess. And if you guess correctly, I will. I'll do something. I'll mention you on the podcast. I'll. I don't know. I'll. There'll be some kind of. There'll be some kind of prize. I don't know what it's going to be. It'll be some kind of acknowledgement or prize or something. I'll give you something. But I don't but, know what it's again- going. But
0: again, but again, if you're someone that already knows what it is, because you you know, we, we tried to get you to be a guesser or whatever, like you can't guess.
1: No, no, no. Um,
0: and I will say, people have thrown out guesses since we last talked about it, and no one has gotten it yet.
1: Nope, there's been several as guesses of,
0: as of this recording. They they guessed someone this
1: movie. They guessed Point Break.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but they didn't guess. They they have not guessed their. Someone did throw
0: out uh, Assault on Precinct 13, which I think we we did talk about. Yep. Um, and there was another one I can't the remember. Someone, oh, the Conan one. There was another one, though, I can't remember. Uh, it, it's neither here nor there, but I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, well, there there was a remake for this. So, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do Remake Month Part 2 at some point, but I don't know. I think Remake Month is slightly rougher than Video Game Month.
1: No, Video Game Month is rougher.
0: There are worse movies, but they were more fun to talk about. I feel like these ones so oh, far have, to me, these ones, to me, have all been... Well, Point Break was terrible, but the other ones are just very vanilla and kind of boring. So that's true. But wait till the finale of <laughs> oh, man. Month. this next movie.
1: <laughs> this next movie, you guys. This next movie. That's all I'm gonna say. This next movie. Anyway. All right. Cool.
0: Well. Anyway, I got. That's all I got. You got anything else? Oh, I'm. 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 Uh, I'm good.
1: All right. Well, that in this case, that episode. No, that's not right. In this case, <laughs> no, still not right. This episode of the Last Action Podcast. Has been
0: terminated. But we'll be back.